Hello, my name is Dan Pleiss. And I'm Amber Ray. And this is Unconditional Love. A podcast about personal responsibility. So hello, uh, everyone, to the first episode of season two of our our podcast, Unconditional Love. Uh, my name is Dan Pleiss. Uh, I am now a 55-year-old <laughs> living in Chicago uh, with my longtime partner and uh, uh, would have been living in an open relationship if it weren't for the pandemic. Um, so I've been <laughs> monogamous. <laughs> since the last time we talked. And, so big uh, of you. I know, right? To, yeah. to keep myself from getting terribly ill. Yeah. Um, and I've been studying and thinking about love, relationships, personal responsibility for all of my life. And I'm on, on where I am in my journey. And uh, I uh, am thinking that I would like to share some of what I've learned with other people. So, uh, I started this podcast with Amber so that we could um, share our conversations with the world. So uh, we're back for season two. Yeah. And I'm Amber. Uh, I'm a now 59-year-old woman living in Denver. Um, I live with my elderly mother and my 20-year-old son, Knight. And uh, like Dan, I've been on a spiritual path, um, or maybe like all of us, for most of my life. Um, and uh, Dan and I try to have our, our goal anywhere here is to bring our everyday conversations that we have and share it with all of you. And for uh, for people who may or may not have listened to any of our other podcasts, we um, the name... Unconditional love comes from some of the work that we've been doing, which uh, to, and to put a little bit of a definition around it, um, by unconditional love, we don't mean that you look at terrible condition using conditions in the world, terrible conditions in the world like poverty or or you know or violence, and love it. It's about keeping yourself in a loving place in spite of the conditions that you are presented with. So um, that's the original inspiration for the name of this podcast, which is to keep yourself in in, in a loving place, regardless of conditions, or in other words, um, trying to keep unconditional love in your heart. And so I like how you said that, Dan, by the way. So the topic today was um, was to keep loving. We, we sort of stopped, uh, trailed off in June or so, I think, with doing our podcasts, and we kept talking about you know continuing to do it, and we didn't for all kinds of reasons that um, are you know unclear. But I, I felt there was a lot of resistance. At least I had a lot of resistance in myself about continuing. I felt like I wasn't sure why we were doing it. The pandemic was sort of going on and on and it felt like the world wasn't changing. And 
and I think I had aspirations about um, what the podcast, how the podcast might change my life, or or that more people would not that more people would be interested in it, and and when there wasn't like you know when millions of people weren't <laughs> weren't uh, begging to listen to our next podcast, I I sort of thought you know which which just sort of, uh, uh, what I'm trying to say is it it uh, played into my sense of self worth and um, whether or not what I do matters to anybody else and um, and so you know over the um, time that had been working continually like meditating every morning and and trying to figure out how to be in a loving place and and focus more on just what matters to me and and not what's going on around me and finally got back to a play and we were then we were started talking about what should we talk about for our first podcast and we were stuck felt like we were stuck on that for a while and finally it occurred to me that that would be a perfect topic to talk about is why is it that we it was so hard to start continuing this to restart the conversation that we've been having uh, on these podcasts about keeping ourselves in a loving happy place so that seemed like a great place to start off season two Um, I don't know what if you had any uh, thoughts about. Yeah, we talked about it quite a few times. I don't know what what thoughts did you have about um, continuing or not, or pushing for it, or uh, I feel like every once in a while I would text you and say, "Let's we should do a podcast," and you'd say, "Yes, we should," and then we would, and then nothing would ever come of it from either one of us. Yeah, it's funny. I don't. I don't even know if I like. I in my heart, I always. I've just figured we would pick it back up again when it was right. Um, the last six months, um, I've been, <clears throat> I mean, like you, I've been, I, I have continued doing my spiritual work. I've continued doing my, you know, my rituals and meditations and everything, but work, you know, work and family just kind of came to the forefront. Um, and not for any particular reason. I mean, uh, I think the changes in the world lasted so much longer than ever expected that um, it, it kind of got it into like we were stuck in a pl- like the place, yeah. expecting things to change and they kept not changing. Yeah, it's and, like being pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like. Yeah. When I, Except when, that the baby never comes out. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I, I just remember every time I was pregnant, I felt like my life was on hold for mm-hmm. nine months because mm-hmm. I wasn't I was busy do, doing other work. And yeah. so I couldn't be working on me. Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt this last year that. Yeah, the same way, mm-hmm. especially the last six months of just 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 more working of, more of the same no, yeah. no, and in, no end in sight. And, yeah. And now, and I guess it's true. I mean, in that sense, externally, the world changed a little bit. There's vaccines now. There's an election, and regardless of um, how much you try to ignore the conditions in the world around you, they, you know, that's always that's the work, right? Is you know, not getting bogged down when the world feels stuck. Yeah. Well. 
especially too i mean i i think on top of that pandemic the um divisiveness in our especially in our country um seem to be um ex- like it seemed to be growing bigger not growing smaller um and i know i for one kind of removed myself from that conversation mm-hmm. um just cuz i that you know as we talked before during these podcasts i um that's not it's not part of the consciousness that i want in my life or mm-hmm. I don't want it to affect my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to participate in that. Yeah. And as time has gone on, it's that's become a more and more radical stance to take. Just everyone expects you to take sides. Yes. Yeah. And it's hard to find people to have conversations with, regardless of their political leaning, that where they don't expect you to be outraged one way or the other. Yeah. And that's not a a feeling that I choose to embrace or that I'm choosing to embrace. Yeah. Uh, So I'm not, uh, I'm not a very popular person. (laughs) (laughs) They, uh, it's, well, it's, it's nice to find, I had a nice, a lovely conversation last night with, um, our friend coyote that, you know, for Mm -hmm. a couple of hours and, uh, he removed himself to a, uh, intentional community in Vermont for since like I'm not sure for like last six months or something he's been living in this community just pretty much completely isolated from the world and focusing on on himself and he lost a lot of weight and yeah uh, he sent me that picture I was like whoa but it's that it was lovely I really, we talked for we started talking and we hadn't spoken in like, like a year and mm. We spoke for you know the first at least an hour or so before I, it dawned on me that that we hadn't even broached the subject of current events or politics and we were just talking about our own growth and our own lives and the people in it and and it was lovely. Hmm, um, that's cool. And it's nice to find people that that don't think that if you're not. That if you're not if you're not part of their solution, that you're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And that, as which are the texts I receive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought one of the things we could talk about, uh, you know, for this first podcast was what what have we been up to since June, um, last June or July, and um, in terms of our spiritual work, not not in terms of you know daily life necessarily, but um, for me, we, I, for, as you know, formed a a COVID pod with you know four other people, with you know my partner Chad, and then one other couple, and then one single friend, and um, it's been absolutely lovely. It's been unexpectedly lovely in so many ways that I wouldn't have anticipated the going through the holidays of you know whether it's something big like. Thanksgiving or Christmas or something small like Labor Day, you know, there's the even which just means you get an extra day off work or what have you. Um, but to celebrate, but to celebrate all of them with just the same people and um, to have Thanksgiving be just four of us because 
uh, our one friend Tom was with his biological family and um, uh, we've all kept each other safe if somebody for whatever reason has you know spends time with somebody else or has to go to the doctor or whatever they let us we all let each other know um, so we can decide you know so that we always are double checking that everyone's comfortable with the level of safety in terms of exposure to the virus that we all have and and if someone you know <clears throat> if Tom spends time with his biological family then we can decide to you know wait a week to see each other or what have you just to you know keep us you know keep us all safe and minimize our exposure um, and and I feel like everyone in our pod keeps that very you know takes that very seriously and thinks about the fact that they're not it's not just their own exposure that they're risking but they're risking the exposure of all of us since we're completely, you know, on, we don't, we take no safety precautions with each other. We hug and kiss when we see each other, we hang out, we watch TV piled on each other's laps. And, um, it's been an absolutely lovely feeling. And it's lovely to have this. It's interesting to, to have a Thanksgiving that's so small and intimate. And, and I thought that I would miss the big group of people that we always have the 20 people or whatever, but instead it was just, it was so intimate and, and wonderful. And, and, and it's, it's been such a great lesson about, you know, quality over quantity in terms of the social interactions that you have and what you need to sustain you emotionally. Mm -hmm. And, um, to have a group of people that you feel completely supported it, it, there's, there's no drama in our group and there's no, um, there's no tension that you could mix and match us in any possible way. You could, any two of us could spend, can and do spend time together um, separately from the rest of the group or any three. And we just get along and we have, a, and if any one person says, Hey, there's this new thing I want to try. The only response you ever get back from everyone else in the group is that's awesome. Good for you. You should do that. And, and, um, it's it's really been this wonderful gift and 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 we're all very aware of what a gift it is we have um i would say almost every single time we get together at least one person says you know i'm so grateful for for this for this family that we've created and this um this and how difficult we know some people difficult of a time we we all know people are having a really hard time and feel isolated and and um are struggling in, in various ways because of the pandemic and we all feel so lucky to have found me doing we are all knew each other but you know we ended up all consciously deciding that this was the group that made sense for us and it's worked out perfectly wonderfully hmm. um and you know it's so great to have something just to be grateful for and people who that you love and love you and support you and in all of your ridiculousness <laughs> and um it's just uh so that's really you know kind of in terms of spiritual work otherwise i you know i make a, such a point of every morning getting up trying to have at least two hours before i need to start working or anything to just focus and and you and i send each other quotes and texts and videos and things but um in the morning but uh the, my goal every morning when I get is to, ideally is to start the day in a place where 
I'm just happy and whole with mm -hmm. my life exactly the way it is and not wishing anything would be different and just starting the day with a, you know, a full and open heart. And some days I do that and <laughs> some days I don't. Um, today was especially good, actually, but uh, a lot of days I don't, but I put the effort in and at the end of it. I, you know, I still feel better than I did when I started, but, um, you know, some days you're thinking about what's ahead and what's coming up and, and you can't help yourself. And, and that's, you know, part of the work to me too, is, is being kind to myself and not being upset with myself when I don't finish my morning meditation in this lovely, wonderful place. And just sort of, uh, adding that to the things that I'm grateful for because I know that it'll help me grow. Yeah. So it's funny. I listened to you and you and your circle have been so mindful of each other and what's happening, um, you know, with the pandemic. And I, um, I don't know if I have been that way. Like my circle of influence here is not as big as yours is in Chicago. You have a big circle of friends um, and you're very, or you were, you were very social and you guys went out a lot and in with a lot with, with that big circle of friends. And now yours has become small out of respect. Um but my my circle was always small here, you know. I, I mm. you know, I have my friend Gina and my friend Bertie and Jim and Laura and um. But it's not, you know. I know people. I'm not saying I don't know people. I just don't have that. That hasn't been my life here. And so, when the pandemic hit, I think I said this before. Um, my life didn't, other than. Not, I stopped traveling. That's what changed in my world. But I still, I still saw the same people. I still see Gina. I still see Bertie. I see Blue and his family. Um, uh, night, you know, Night goes to has virtual school and he goes to work. And I like, um, I know there's been a lot of changes in the world, but you know, I still hike every day and I still, you know, work from home. Actually, that's all I do. I work from home. <laughs> um, but I've, um, like, a, and I'm respectful of the, when I go out into the world, you know, I, I, I wear the mask and I, you know, stay, I, I'm not physically close to people, but, um, I think, biggest changes for me have been in the, in especially in the last six months as, as I've really I've tried to find all the ways all the things I need to do to stay mindful um, and part of that is always being exercising and being outdoors but also continuing with as you said like my meditation practice in the morning and my rituals at the end of the evening and then I've really tried to focus on decluttering my life um, and that seems to make a huge difference for me 
Like, and even if it's just cleaning up my office or getting rid of crap or whatever the thing is that I need to do, I find getting minimal, minimizing the things really seems to help center me, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've, the other thing that I, um, I've found because of the pandemic has been, um, very instructive is my, in my relationship with Chad, since he's really the only person that I spend, I mean, we have this pod, which is wonderful, but you know, we see each other, you know, once, maybe twice a week, usually in the, you know, on Friday or Saturday evening or something. And we, we chat a lot, but you know, by and large, I spend all day, every day, you know, in the same house with Chad, whether we see each other, you know, during the day, mm-hmm. uh, as I'm working and he's, you know, you know, taking care of the house or running errands or whatever. And, um, <clears throat> and when he, is, when, when he's in a bad mood or in a bad place, um, I'm just so empathic and so, you know, by nature focused on other people's moods that it can, it can affect mine. And, and by, by the fact that it's only Chad really that I'm interacting with for the most part and the other, and I don't have any tension with the other people I interact with anyway. Um, mm-hmm. it's allowed me to really focus on the practice of not letting someone else's mood affect mine. And by the fact that my world is reduced down to just one person, um, <laughs> I, it's made it easier to focus, like really focus on that practice of how, how do I keep myself in a good place, even when someone else is in a bad one. And I'm hoping that it's, you know, it's something, and I've got, I feel like I've learned a lot from, um, from working on that. And because it's, there's so many other variables that are removed from my life because I never leave the house anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's allowed me to really practice that. And, um, uh, I feel like I've gotten, I've gotten better at it because I just have this, this, you know, one person that I Mm -hmm. can practice, um, being loving around regardless of what mood he's in. And I'm really hopeful that when I get back out into the larger world that it will, you know, apply to that. Um, that I'll be better at not immediately vibrating off of somebody else's negative energy. Cause I do that so easily. And I start putting a ton of energy into trying to fix whatever it is that's upsetting that person when it's not my responsibility to, it's not within my ability to, even if I wanted to <laughs> change someone's mood, you can't, if you, if they don't want to change their mood, there's nothing that you can do, but it's not your problem. It's not your responsibility. And, and one of the things that I've even come to really think the way I've come to think about it is not only is it not my responsibility, um, that if you start, if you're putting a lot of energy into trying to manage someone else's life experience, that you're actually doing them a disservice because they don't, then they don't have the experience of dealing with those emotions and those experiences themselves. Cause you're constantly trying to, not constant. Well, in case of Chad, maybe constantly trying to be some sort of buffer, but I, I do that for people all the time. I try to manage their experience so that they don't have to be unhappy so that I don't have to vibe off of their unhappiness. Um, 
but you but then they don't learn anything they don't they don't get to have their journey their journey is none of my business even chad's mm -hmm. journey isn't any of my business it's his journey and he's allowed to navigate it however he wants without me trying to manage it and you can't anyway <laughs> but even if you i mean maybe you can for a little bit in bits and spurts but but you really you can't and 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 it's sort of it's arrogant to try and also um selfish in a way like to I'm, i want him to feel better so that i can feel better and now i'm depriving him of learning how to deal with his own feelings um mm. and uh i you know i think that that's true of everyone i, I know that it's that that's one of the things that you know, I've really come to learn and understand is that you're not responsible for anyone, what anyone else thinks or feels. And, and I think that's a very radical idea for a lot of people still. And when I say it to a lot of people, they get really upset that, uh, of course, if you say something that makes someone else mad, it's your fault. And that's not true. <laughs> Just because you said something and someone else got mad doesn't mean it's your fault. They're mad. They're the ones who got mad, not you. You didn't make them get mad. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people think that they're they have this huge effect on the world and the people around them and you have no control over anything other than yourself and how you feel and think so it's been nice to it's been a great practice for me to distill down the number of people i'm interacting with to make it easier to to focus on that practice of of just letting him be and carrying on and and just staying focused on being in a good mood. Hmm. No. One of the things that um, it's not the same as you, but maybe it is. Because one of the things I've really discovered is how much, like, because I've been working so much and I'm, you know, having to shut myself off from from night and from my mom um one of the things i found out is how much my mom and night rely on me to structure their day mm -hmm. and to make sure that things are getting done um uh because when i've been so engrossed with work both uh, night less than mom, but they're they're like want lost souls. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially my mom. Um, and it's been a real uh, challenge and growth experience for me to figure out what I should mm, should's the wrong word, but what my responsibility is for me. Uh, it, especially my mom, um, managing what happens when I can't focus on them. Um, and having to let go a little bit of, or accept that you can't be responsible. I can't. For I can't, even though I am, I'm a little responsible. Yeah. But you can't be responsible for her every second of every day. I you can't. It's too much work. And it's and it's too hard for both of us, right? Like, um, I it makes you both unhappy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and, she is literally lost. Y yes. Yeah. 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 And that's been even 
recognizing that too was a, a really big deal, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I know that, that I'm talking to you and, and sympathizing with you that that would be um, something that would be very consuming for me as interacting with this person who's slowly losing all their mental faculties and um, is such a source of discord and unhappiness and to keep yourself, you keep your equanimity in the face of that would be yeah. just a huge daily challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It it's funny though with with night um the the beauty of all of this and all the changes that have happened is um uh I recognize that I needed to step back and let him find uh, you know, he's first of all, he's 20. Um, and yes, he has challenges, but um, stepping back and allowing him to be an adult is uh, and find things for himself to do and how to manage his own day is um, has been a good thing. Like he. Of, of course, he can figure it out in his own way for mm. his, you know, in, in his own um non-neurotypical way you know yeah because he's you know he's night he's night yeah yeah and he can figure stuff out Mm -hmm. and if he doesn't spend his time the way you think would be it would be productive doesn't mean that it is isn't for him yeah until his mind like gets all yeah overstimulated and then yeah and then I'll step in. Yeah. Maybe with more time alone, he'll he'll learn to recognize that and step out of it sometimes, someday. Yeah. yeah. I know it's hard when, you're, when your brain is storming to s- somehow step out, out of the storm so it can dissipate. When you're, I like that. When your brain is storming. I don't, mine doesn't do it that much, but it does sometimes. I understand, I think a little bit, like what it's like to just have your brain be firing so much in so many different crazy ways and and you, it's just, it's overwhelming and you you can't get outside of it. Yeah. It's it's interesting. He, uh, Knight had come in the other day and he, he was upset about something and I was like, what's going on? And, he said he was having a flashback to something that had happened to him when he was in grade school and he couldn't get the flashback out of his mind and he it was affecting his day and he was really upset about it and i immediately um i could relate to that in my own way that sometimes i allow like a memory or a thought of something that's happened in the past um to change my mood, right? And I hold on to it and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Oh, you know, and it, it like, we, 
I know it's not right to do that. I know it's not helpful and it doesn't serve um, my, it, it doesn't serve the, the present in mm-hmm. a good way to focus on that, but I still do it sometimes. So it was something where he didn't, he didn't have the skills to overcome it. And sometimes I don't either, or I have them, but I forget about it. Yeah. You know, I forget my training and what I know works. And, um, and so he and I, you know, we talked through it together and came up with things that, you know, he could try, but I, so, you know, I understand that feeling, but I also understand, um, that it's not good, you know? Yeah. I think I sent you a Abraham Hicks recording not too long ago that, uh, that really resonated with me. And one of the things that they said in it, in it, to someone who was sort of stuck on things that had happened in the past. And, and she said, I want you to just repeat this from, for now until it, for as long as it takes for it to sink in every day. That was then, this is now, that was then, this is now, that was then, this is now, that was then, this is now. And I say that to myself when I, when I, Mm-hmm. That, that that was then this is I, I know more now I have more tools now I have more I, I, I'm in a different place now mm-hmm. and I, I don't have to let that thing from the past affect me if I don't want it to and somehow just saying that sometimes helps me get back to my to my present mm. yeah I like that and it's funny. It's such. I mean, it's it's just. I mean, it's just a, a ridiculous truism on the surface, but somehow it helps me to just to remind myself that you know it's just something in the past. It does no power over you other than what you give it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going on and on. The um, uh, I know we haven't done one in so long, but I want let's. Uh, we should probably start to wind down. I wanted to, um, as always, tie it back to our, our theme of of unconditional love, which I think we've been keeping on fairly well anyway, um, as a, um, way to, to tie it up and to just to, I wanted to, for myself at least to say what, I, what, you know, the things that are, are trying that I most focus on right now to keep me in that place, which are, um, I have my lovely den that I sit in and, and I have all these objects from and pictures and images and gifts from uh all different times in my life and some objects going back to before i was born that are heirlooms from my family and and on good days i don't i don't care about the stuff it's just stuff but they're reminders of my journey Mm. and they're waypoints along the way and and there, on good days, I see how all of them um, are indicators of the journey I've been on and, and how I got to where I am now and, and how perfectly everything came together in order to get me to where I am and, and nothing could be different or I wouldn't be who I am. So it, everything is exactly the way it needed to be in order for me to be in the place that I am now. And so to wish for anything different um, is would be wishing to be a different person than I am. But I love that, that to me is one of the 
big practices, and I spend so much time in this room anyway, of just looking at all these objects and thinking how grateful I am for every part of my life and every person that was in it, because otherwise I wouldn't be who I am and where I am and where I am is perfect. And, and trying to keep myself in that place of just appreciating the perfection of now mm. is, uh, is my biggest practice every day. And as I said, you know, taking space for myself, taking time for myself um, and staying connected with people near and far and reconnecting even with old friends. Um, and that um, it was a little meme that you sent me the other day that just so resonated with me. It, like I've just been thinking about it every day. Since then, be the silent watcher of your thoughts and behavior. You are beneath the thinker. You are the stillness beneath the mental noise. You are the love and joy beneath the pain. And every time, and if I, every time I start to feel anxious, if I read that and think about, or I just been thinking about what's underneath what I'm feeling, and mm -hmm. it's, it's, I find it very soothing to remember that who I am isn't the conditions that I'm in at the moment, in this exact moment, it's who I am is so much bigger than that. And, um, any individual condition right now doesn't matter compared to the unconditional larger picture that, that I live in. It's beautiful. I, uh, this is my closing thought. Um, I got up this morning early and it was before I even like started thinking or anything or worrying about the day or any of the things that we do when we first wake up. Um, the room was really light. My bedroom was really light and I don't, I don't have shades or anything ever drawn or, I mean, I have shades, but I never close them. Um, but the room is so light, and I remembered it was the full moon. Mm. So um, I I stood in the room for a little bit, and then I went out on my balcony because I you know I have that balcony off mm. my bedroom. Yeah. And it was it was like bright like daytime like it was mm -hmm. so perfect, and mm -hmm. I went and I leaned over the balcony and and just looked at, at the moon, and I didn't think anything other than being present and that was perfect because mm -hmm. there wasn't I don't know there wasn't there wasn't language there wasn't anything other than just mm -hmm. being in the moonlight I don't know it was the love and joy beneath the, the yeah mountains. yeah Anyway, yeah. All right. Well, that's so that's our podcast. If anyone wants to, they can send us a email at amberdanlove at gmail dot com. Maybe someday I'll send us someone will send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it! I'll send an email. I'll do it today. <laughs> I'll tell us how wonderful we are. You're, Dear us, we love, dear you, we love us. We, 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 we dear love us. us. Yes. <laughs>
That's so perfect. Love Dan and Amber. Yeah. All right. Let's do this again next week. I like yeah. this. Yes. It was awesome. All right. I love you. Have a great day. I love you too. All right. Bye. Bye.